0: to today 240 of Shaped by the Word, I'm Paul Kemp here with Cindy mm-hmm. and David as uh, we continue our journey uh, through Matthew, but not only through Matthew, but through the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, we read the first half of Chapter 5 yesterday, and we pick up in the second half of Chapter 5 today. And of course, Jesus began you know, the Sermon on the Mount by describing the character of the Kingdom and the Beatitudes, and of course, uh, the impact of the Kingdom and being salt and, and being light. And he talked about righteousness that exceeds out of the scribes and the Pharisees, and we begin to see him, you know, giving us examples of righteousness that is surface level righteousness and righteousness that is deep heart righteousness. And so we continue uh, in those examples today as we finish chapter five, and of course chapter five <laughs> ends with the exhortation. To be perfect as your Father in Heaven Mm -hmm. uh, is perfect. So before we uh, turn to Scripture today, let's turn to the Father and ask Him to open our eyes so that we may see what He has for us and to give us hearts to follow Him and know Him. David, do you mind lifting us up in prayer?
1: No, let's pray. And Father, we pray just that, that as we turn to Your Word and we see Your heart, um, that You, through that, would begin to change our hearts, Um, help us to to not push away or to dismiss um, your word, but help us to uh, to read it, um, to, to to love it, and to uh, look at it and, and for what it is. And so may you do a great work in our hearts as we turn to your scriptures. Um, convict us where we need conviction. Encourage us where we need encouragement. And help us to live in light of your word um, today. And so we pray that you be glorified now as we turn to your scriptures. We pray this all in your name. Amen.
0: It has been said anyone who divorces his wife must give her a certificate of divorce, but I tell you that anyone who divorces a wife except for sexual immorality makes her the victim of adultery, and anyone who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you've heard it was said to the people long ago, do not break your oath, but fulfill to the Lord the vows you have made. But I tell you, do not swear an oath at all. Either by heaven, for it is God's throne, or by earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not swear by your head, for you cannot make even one hair white or black. All you need to say is simply yes or no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. You've heard that it was said, eye for eye and a tooth for tooth. But I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other cheek also. If anyone wants to sue you to take your shirt, hand over your coat as well. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them two miles. Give to the one who asks you, and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. You've heard that what is said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes his son to rise on the evil and the good, and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that? Be be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. So we have the examples of Mm -hmm. adultery, not merely being physical faithfulness, but heart faithfulness, of divorce, not looking for a reason to dissolve, a marriage, but for looking for every reason to build and to maintain a marriage. And for oaths, you know, for uh, uh, many people had had a formal class of oath that you swear by heaven, that means one thing. You swear by the temple, that means another thing. You swear by the city, that means another thing. And so, you know, some of your oaths were more important than other oaths. And Jesus says what is really important is that you're, you know, men and women of your word. Uh, and the very fact that you have to uh, you know, say something beyond <laughs> your word and you have to have an elaborate system of oaths in order to be believed means that you're already far from the heart of what it means to be back to the Beatitudes, pure in heart and pure in speech mm-hmm. um, you know, as, as well. And then of course you come down to this really tough part, loving, yeah. loving your enemies mm-hmm. and praying for your enemies and of course that's how he tells us we are perfect like our father in heaven mm-hmm. because we were once his enemies yeah. and he mm-hmm. loved us in you know, through the cross of Christ. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the things that you know I, I think I just reviewed the whole chapter. Yeah. What did. are what are I'm some of the things <laughs> 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 What are some of the things uh uh mm-hmm. you know that uh, stand out as you read these passages? Well,
1: I really like how in numerous places throughout the second half of chapter 5 Jesus is just kind of going after those very similar to me at times who just kind of play that kind of religious game. Mm-hmm. You know, he even talked about a little bit yesterday, like, well, hey, I haven't murdered anyone. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Mm-hmm. And even today, like, I haven't committed adultery. I, I'm good with God. And he's like, no, no, no. Like, it's not just following the seventh commandment, right? Do not commit adultery. He's mm-hmm. he's actually going much deeper to, than that. And, um, mm-hmm. and again, when he does go deeper, it reveals a lot about my own heart and a lot about our own hearts is how we think we just kind of this outward Christian game we can often play, but he's going to have to go in so much deeper to know it's 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 your lust, it's your desires, it's where your eyes are going, it's where your heart's going. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a teaching of Jesus that we have to start about adultery and, and lust. That you know, our generation, our culture, we can easily ignore it, but maybe one of the more timely ones for us as well. Now, there, mm-hmm. there's no
0: doubt that uh, our hearts are consumed with. Uh, you know, with our own passions and our own passions, you know, find their expressions, and we, we excuse you know many of those you know, expressions, and of course, it's very easy to fall into them, and it is hugely you know it's hugely challenging. So it's one thing to say that I haven't been physically unfaithful to my wife, and another thing to say that I've been faithful in heart and mind, okay. not only you know not only to you know to my wife or to my husband, but more importantly to my heavenly Father. Uh, who is the one who has you know, joined the two together.
1: Mm-hmm. And I know it's often kind of the startling command that Jesus gives us, you know, starting in, in verse 29 and kind of going through verse 30, you know, about, you know, if your eye causes you to stumble, gouge it out. And if your hand caused you to stumble, you know, cut it off. And I guess there have been historical stories of people no taking doubt. Jesus very literal on that. Mm-hmm. But there is this desire that we should be fighting our sin and, and removing the temptations in our life through the power of the spirit obviously, but there is this desire to mm-hmm. get these things out. Don't just let them stay there but now but this, remove them. You
0: know, this is Jesus, you know, mm-hmm. making making analogy, you know, and the the analogy is uh you know it, it's certainly true. It'd be better not to have an eye, better not to have a hand mm-hmm. than to lose, you know, the heart uh you know, the heart of your relationship, you know, with the Heavenly Father and to be cast from his presence and you know, a forever. Uh, but uh, you know gouging out an eye or you know cutting off a hand is not mm-hmm. usually the solution you know to I, you know I guess if you were just going to deal with the loss you'd eventually have to gouge out both eyes and then have a lobotomy as yeah. well it's you know that that's not the you know the heart of how you do that and uh, I'm sure you know i'm I'm sure, you'd lose both hands and then find another way, you know, to fulfill it as well. So the, the, these are not the solutions, but it is highlighting the seriousness of sin. And we very seldom do we take our sin that seriously. We say, this is deadly, this is dangerous, and this is destructive. It's robbing me of, you know, my intimacy with God. It's robbing me with my intimacy with, you know, God's people. Mm-hmm. And this is a very reason, you know, that Christ— was nailed to the cross and yet I'm mm-hmm. treating it like it's you know like it's like it's my hobby mm-hmm. instead and so it is you know it is a stark warning that sin is more destructive than we think and we should be taking greater action against our sin mm-hmm. you know than we usually are it, it's it, for us because of grace it's just mm-hmm. no big deal mm-hmm. and Jesus will not endorse that mm-hmm. in the very least
2: mm-hmm and then he does move, you know, down to the section where an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to the other. I mean, I am assuming what he's really talking about here is, uh, you know, not retaliating or, you know, understanding that, um, you know, it's it's God who vindicates. I mean, I don't, I mean, it's, it's, um, that's. And well this is language, yeah, this, one's, yeah. you know,
0: this one's really interesting. Mm-hmm. And if for instance uh, you know when you go to verse 43 you've heard it said love your neighbor which of course is a quote from the law mm-hmm. um, but the additional part is, is is if they said and hate your enemy. Mm-hmm. It's okay to hate enemies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Even God has a white hot hatred of sin. Mm-hmm. And so we can hate sinful people mm-hmm. you know around us and it's excuse. In uh, verse thirty-eight, that is a pure quotation from the law: an eye for mm-hmm. an eye and a tooth for a tooth, yeah. talking about how recompense takes place, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the court of law, and it's limiting it. Mm-hmm. You know, if you take out, you know, if you take out my eye, it's not I'm going to take off your head. That you know, that the punishment has to be commensurate or the restoration commensurate, you know, with with the crime. And he's saying, for civil law, you know that. That works, mm-hmm. yeah. But if you want to have kingdom righteousness, mm-hmm. uh, you will be merciful the way that your Father in heaven is mm-hmm. merciful. And so He talks about, you know, ways, you know, the the, the people who are, you know, talks about ways that people who are coming after you, how you demonstrate righteousness. You always give them more than they ask for, mm-hmm. whether it's turning the other cheek, walking a second mile, or saying, "Here is my mm-hmm. coat."
2: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And you got to love, too, even when looking at that eye for an eye section, you kind of can't help but, but think of Christ, right, who on the cross was beaten and, and even refused to retaliate. And I know yeah. P- mm-hmm. Peter picks this up in 1 Peter 2, verse 23. You know, speaking of Christ, it says, <coughs> When they hurled their insults at him, he mm-hmm. did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him. Who judges justly Mm -hmm. Um, so even Christ in situations like this um, Mm -hmm. we have his example to look to
2: and to remember too Paul you already said this in the beginning that there was a time when we were far from God and we were you know his enemies Um, but he has brought us near through his son so it's a mercy is a big theme I would say here
0: yeah, far deeper, you know, far deeper than mercy, you know, to, to love mm-hmm. enemies and pray for enemies and desire the very best, you know, for, you know, for our enemies. Mm-hmm. <coughs> I'm so sorry. No, you're fine. Got a tickle in my throat I cannot get rid of. <laughs> oh, and the
1: longer I try to hold it, the worse it gets
0: in, in, in the middle means. of it. That's a pretty convicting, you know, part of, you know, part of scripture.
1: Mm-hmm. no and even when he's speaking of oaths and you know us and our words it's it's not just like well i didn't include god in my oath therefore it's not a really big deal i'll just include you know earth or, or these things like you can't escape god mm-hmm. is what you know like mm-hmm. if you want to go by earth well that's his footstool jerusalem that's that's his city even your own head like he even is in charge of that and mm-hmm. so it's not so much is it a greater or lesser than thing that we're swearing on but are we people who are trustworthy and 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 and, and can be, um, you know, accountable to the things we say—is it yes or no?
0: Yeah. Well, is your word a reflection of a pure heart yeah. that needs no filters, needs no explanations, needs no mm-hmm. no props, or do you, you use your words to you know deceive, mm-hmm. and to distort, and to misrepresent? Mm-hmm. And all of those are you know all of those are all of those are huge. And, and I love you know the picture you have of. You know, common grace here. He causes His Son to rise on the evil and the good, mm-hmm. sins rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. God offers so many good things, you know, to all of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, none of them deserved. Uh, we might, you know, think of ourselves as, well, you know, we, mm. we go to church. We we <laughs> deserve, you know, we deserve that. No, yeah, none no. of it's deserved. Yeah. It's all wonderful grace, you know, that He's given, you know, from beginning to end. And, and, of course, the call of grace in our life for the good things that He has you know, given us, not the least of which being the cross of Christ, uh, mm-hmm. calls us to also be generous in, in the way that we give, you know, toward others. And, and this is giving love and giving prayer. And as and you go back to the you know, Lord's Prayer, offering forgiveness, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. to everyone who has sinned against you. Mm-hmm. Giving more than uh, more than you would expect to those who oppose you. So it's a wonderful passage, and... Way too challenging mm-hmm. because this is, um, we want to take matters into our own hand rather than, than trusting Him. Mm-hmm. Cindy, do you mind closing us mm, with no, the word of prayer? No.
2: Father, these are um, difficult words to read and hear today, um, especially when we know um, what our hearts are like. And so, Father, we uh, first of all come before you acknowledging that um, that we have sin and father that uh, there is no way that we could be perfect or be holy as you are perfect and holy and so father we know that uh, it requires um, a work in our heart it required the greatest work and that was the uh, the work of Christ on the cross for our sin and so father may our hearts be broken over our sin today may we Live in the reality of that, and may we understand uh, in humility all that it cost you to, um, to redeem us, to bring us close to you, to bring us from far away and from being your enemy, to being in your family. And may that uh, reality just uh, transform our hearts and our relationships today, Lord. And may we rejoice in all that you have done for us through your Son, Jesus Christ. And it's in his name we pray. Amen.